Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the mid-alt that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. This podcast is bravely brought to you by Readly. Now, we don't know if you already know about Readly, but we do know that our relationship with reading has reignited over the last however long it's been. Yeah, because it was bad for a while. I mean, I was so shut down, I didn't read a thing between maybe Christmas and May. I know. Well, thankfully, we're back. Up and running again. Yes, we are. And despite all the unlocking, holding on to these little pockets of peace might be one of the things that we want to keep from this whole bizarre situation. You know, it reminds me of of, of long, long ago when we had time to really pour over this stuff. But it also reminds me that magazines and newspapers can be a kind of glittering, brilliant portal to the world, particularly when over 5,000 titles cost $7.99 a month. Actually, listen hard, guys, listeners. Readly are offering you a two-month free trial. So that'll see you through the summer. God, do you remember staggering around weighed down with three tonnes of magazines that have cost you a million pounds? Yeah, I know. And just saying, OK, you buy this one and I'll buy this one just so you could share the burden. Not anymore. Uh, uh, anyway, yes. Yeah, so here's the science bit. Readly is a digital subscription service for magazines and newspapers. Think of it as a kind of Spotify for all your favourite national and international titles. Just there add a touch on your smartphone or tablet. And it's properly easy to use. I mean, we mean that seriously because we managed it. When she says we, she (laughs) means me. She's being nice. Well, anyway, and for offline reading, you can actually save articles just in case you're back on your commute or are managing to have a holiday. One account can be shared by up to five profiles on five different devices. So family and friends can join the party too at no extra cost. It couldn't be simpler and boom, suddenly the world is at your fingertips again. I'm getting uh, stuck, deeply stuck into interiors porn and Emily's New York magazine obsession is in full flow. But maybe you're in a Vogue mood or you fancy revisiting Hello Mag. You can catch up on The Guardian or go for global power play with Time magazine. But also the Beano and National Geographic Kids and loads of stuff is there for smaller people who need to be quiet. Please be quiet. I need you to be quiet. (laughs) And thousands more. It's a joy, actually. We're really into it. Yeah, we really are. Anyway, so to repeat, Readly is offering you two months free if you sign up today using our link. Then it's $7.99 a month for over 5,000 titles and you can cancel any time. Go to readly.com forward slash the middle. Hi, my name's Annabelle and I'm absolutely fine, but I attempted to go out again on Friday night and I discovered that I have a new speciality, which is that I turn my back on someone when we're in the middle of a conversation and walk away. God. And I can't help it. It's, it's panic. 
I feel so trapped and sort of unsure and freaked out by the idea of having to have a fully functioning conversation that all I can do is remove myself and then pretend that I've kind of gone to get a drink or something and try and re-enter the conversation and ignore their slightly astounded looks and then over-explain myself and say, the thing is, don't be too surprised if I just walk away because I'm panicking and none of it, none of it is good or working for me. Do you think that maybe you should tell people at the beginning of the conversation that you might be prone to do that at any point? Well, I know that now. <laughs> God. A really disastrous <laughs> night and having lost many potential friendships. Everybody think I'm really odd. Yeah, I know that now. Now I will. No, it's like, oh, well, That God. ship has slightly sailed. How are you? Uh, oh, uh, I'm Emily and I'm absolutely fine, but I'm also panicking. But my panic has got a different flavour. My panicking involves a tent. No. Um, I am going camping, which is basically occupying like 90% of my brain is going camping, camping, camping. I have nothing. I've no, I've only ever slept once in a tent and I'm like 46 years old. It's not so much that I'm dreading it. It's that I'm really worried about how bad I'm going to be at it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wish I was going to be one of those like hearty kind of you know, gung-ho game girls who... I mean, I can be game, but, you know, not in this state. Anyway. But it's a fully equipped sort of campsite slash with cabins in North London, isn't it? Well, you're not going to the wilds. Not going to the wilds, and they're putting up our tent, and that we have beds, but still feels really daunting. The thing I'm most about for you is that if you lie down on the cold, hard ground (laughs) for the night, will you ever get up again? (laughs) It's unlikely. But you know what? Also, I feel like, you know, the story of me wasn't... No. Meant to include camping at this no. point. We, 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 you were meant to be in like Malibu or Provence or something, growing peaches or decorating. Yeah, I mean, you know, and all power and respect to people who can't. But I mean, if you just think about yourself and how we planned it. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't panned out quite the way we'd <laughs> expected, has it? What if our lives are like the ongoing, what if they were like, the ongoing tale of a very successful sitcom? I mean, I do feel slightly triggered by the total weirdness of the Friends reunion. Yes. So you'd start with Pilot You. Oh, so what what would Pilot You look like then? You can't remember who came up with the premise or the story, but but it was a time when nothing felt impossible. Um, so probably a young Leonardo DiCaprio would be starring opposite you, and maybe the theme tune would have been written by Take That. <laughs> Sure, the plot, the plot was clearly a bit chaotic. Um, there would have been a lot of crying, a lot of drinking cider and sort of lolling around reading Heat magazine. Pop bitch. Pop bitch. But the promise was there. The pilot was all about the promise, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. Underfunded writers, but lots of energy. Mm. So then the season one you. Hmm. So fresh faced still. Yes. Okay, we're still sticking with fresh face, but terrible haircut. Overplucked eyebrows, obviously. Brown lip liner and chokers, but the writing chokers was funny. Chokers saying like sexy and diamante. Oh my God. The writing was funny. I mean, there's no funding at this point for a glossy love interest. So, you know, you had to opt for an unknown, some skinny guy, maybe studying like philosophy. But the writers suddenly felt that there needed to be more jeopardy. Yes, so in comes... The bad boyfriend, right? The bad boyfriend. But it's only in season two where we think, hang on, wasn't this meant to be a rom-com? <laughs> when did it turn into a horror show? Season two was very, very special. Well, the writers obviously decided, now it's like big name writers, they, they're, they're being paid and they wanted to earn their crust. So maybe they decided the storyline needed to take a 
dramatic term for the worst. So they had the bad boyfriend turn you into a raving fucking lunatic. Oh my God, so much crying. Yeah, the optimist from the pilot's dead and buried by now, right? Also, no one liked season two. No, right? terrible reviews, season two. <laughs> Everyone was like, season two sucked. Where's the charm? Oh, none of it. Season three. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're a bit more independent. The again. independent years. <laughs> the, the, the bad boyfriend is written out of the show. See you later. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't too happy, but your character was undergoing some changes <laughs> and needed to move on. Um, so this season, where are you? Living in a shared flat? Yes, with girlfriends, working hard, playing hard, smoking too many fags, dreaming big. Like, back to pilot situation, basically. Oh, you're dreaming again. So maybe it would end with you declaring that you were now going to buy your own house. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so now what's going to happen in season four? Season I mean, already four, know this. clearly, after that declaration, is going to be a gritty, searing psychodrama and not for the faint-hearted. I mean, yeah. we're almost in film noir territory, to be honest. But no glamour. No glamour of smoking, crying in the rain, like Jan Seberg or yeah, any of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of course you haven't been able to buy a house. You don't have any money. <laughs> but these overpaid writers are, are feeling clearly... Hate the writers. Oh, fucking... I was about to say a very bad word. Yeah, hate the writers. <laughs> um, but they, they, they clearly feel that you must struggle to come to terms with your idiotic, romantic notions about life and face some home truths. I know, and you're literally sitting there just going, why hasn't my life been written by Disney? Cute dresses, cute boys, your highly intelligent... No, talking sorry. pets. <laughs> and highly intelligent talking pets. Highly intelligent talking pets. <laughs> final episode. It's been a huge hit. Final episode. And you find you've gone full method. <laughs> life and art have merged. And, and, and you hear the writers in your head... All the time. There is a film like that where the writers like speak down to the to the to the characters who are like going, Please could you stop doing this you to can't me? Like sleep. You go properly mad at full moon. You roam around the house never being able to find your keys. Or you jump out of your skin and scream every time your phone rings. It was at this point she realised the only choice she had left was to lie down for the next five years. So the show goes dark, right? <laughs> Nothing to see here until you, the reunion. There you are, wanting to put the past behind you. You know, you forget you forget about the bad boyfriend. The flatmate who ruined your favourite dress. The best friend who turned out to be a narcissist. The writers want to bring everyone back together for this final showdown so that everyone can lay their ghost to rest. Yeah, the only problem is they, they can't get hold of you because you're not answering your emails and you've muted their WhatsApps and you don't pick up their calls. Yeah, that'll teach them to fuck with you. I mean, frankly, after everything we've learned this past year, this past year and a half, the story of you could probably have just been an email, right? <laughs> so true. I mean, what if life were just an email? So we, we now know that most of the thousands of meetings we have pitched up for in our lives could have been emails, right? I mean, all that sweaty commuting and wiping of damp upper lips on the way in, all those security passes and battling over whether to turn the air conditioning up or down or on or off, all those presentations and round tables... They could all have been emails or at a stretch, Zooms. We didn't have them, but Zooms, faxes. <laughs> so since March 2020, we've been Zooming and typing and snoozing and calling and walking and talking and attempting to remotely prove our worth whilst also feeling completely worthless. And it's all confirmed that one truth that this is depressing. Almost our entire working lives could have been an email. So why go back? Yeah. But the trouble is, if your professional lives could have merely been a series of emails, then maybe our romantic lives could have just been a series of emails. 
So maybe this marriage could have been an email or maybe our friendships could have been cultivated and grown and nurtured over emails. And trying new foods could have happened only via restaurant delivery and online grocery orders. Our shopping, interiors, clothes, beauty, could all have been just virtual and transactional. Sex, apps and vibrators. Health, classes via the laptop, Zoom doctor's appointments with DIY blood tests. So since life boiled itself down to just emails and video calls, we've now realised how many years of our life we've wasted just running from pillar to post and resenting it all the while. But, Mm. here's the but, daunting though the big return to real life continues to be, it's only the prospect of life with no texture that makes us want to dive back in. Because um, I, I guess some of us, it's, it's, it's dawning on us, we're starting to understand that you like with everything, we have to take the rough with the smooth. Mm. So in isolation, I guess that meant missing human company, but also having loads of time to yourself to watch telly or read a book. And it, it meant staying in every night and yet feeling more and more exhausted. Life, when it's only an email, is like a tiring panorama because it's no threat to our alone time, but there's also no nutrition in it. So you do nonetheless waste away. Which I suppose is why even the most reluctant of us, and I'm the most reluctant of us when it comes to going out and seeing people, I'm really scared. Even I am twitching at the curtains of being out in the world. You know, incremental steps, a walk might turn into a coffee, coffee might turn into lunch. We may not be able to deal with changing rooms and shops, but it's quite fun to kind of finger the fabric before we buy something or smell a candle or have a chat with a person in the shop. And I think it's these micro connections rather than the big scary parties and massive, incredibly expensive, inconvenient conferences. It's these micro connections that remind us that life isn't an email. And it reminds us that while virtual life has been a godsend, in the end, it probably isn't enough. No, it probably isn't. You know what troubles me, or one of the many millions of things that keep me up at night, is how do we know if we're doing any of it right yeah how do we know if we're doing this right how do we know you know we're joking about pilot us and and season one and season two but it does feel like we are you know simultaneously in charge of our lives and also totally at the mercy of like psychotic writers who which is li- incredibly panic inducing because we're always convinced aren't we at three in the morning that terrible feeling in the pit of our stomachs that we're doing something wrong yeah and that there would be there was a better way of doing things and i feel like you get stuck in these like corridors of is this the right door that I should have gone through is this the right door I should have gone through you know emotionally you know physically etc yeah and then suddenly you're just covered in shame and guilt yeah and it's this sort of endless perfection I mean you know regular listeners will know about my sort of perfection issues but it's really problematic in the sense that not only am I worried about going forward in terms of 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 getting it right but I'm also still replaying whether or not I crave a kind of and we heard this term recently and I think it's really useful I crave a kind of moral perfectionism where I could go back to everything I did and get a sort of clean slate a clean moral slate and all the mistakes that we've made wouldn't concertina up on us and just continue to press that bruise 
So that just makes you think about all the other perfectionisms oh that we suffer from. God, I know exactly. Like, I've got total repost perfectionism. Now, so this is the futile hope that one day I will be able to reach into my brain and pluck out the perfect repost in a timely fashion. Now, this could be sweeping the table clear and throwing down a map and saying, I've got a plan, or telling some kind of, you know, man-spreading, man-situation exactly why his brand of casual ignorance is not going to work. You'd throw some devastating grenade at your ex-boyfriend. You'd you'd just pulverise your horrible boss, devastate the insulting sexist. And it would also render redundant that just annoying, mortifying process of going back through arguments in the shower and winning them after the fact. Like a long, long time after the fact. Yeah, like 22 years. 20, 22 <laughs> years after the fact, just as a for instance. Uh, exactly. What about ambiance, perfectionism? I can't above... believe you used that word. I know, I'm sorry. I'm with, sorry. The, with, with the French pronunciation. Well, I mean, that is ambiance. given. Yeah, is it too hot? Is it too cold? Is it too light? Is it too dark? Too bright? Too glary? Glowy enough? Cushions? How many cushions? Too many cushions? <laughs> Would you like to sit at the table? Would you like to sit soft inside, outside? Would you like a lie down? Oh. I mean, is there ever a moment's peace in the quest for the ultimate? No. The ultimate. Oh, sorry. Ambiance. Yeah, in a word there is not. <laughs> or not. No, <laughs> there just isn't. It's awful. And I think as well, what about um, insomnia perfectionism? Well, I mean, 99% of our conversations are about sleep, right? Yes. Yeah, so I think that the perfect insomnia conversation will be in the desire to fully and specifically articulate how little sleep you got yep. between what hours you were awake, what chemical slash holistic assistance you had or didn't have, and the thoughts that troubled you in the process. Yes, and you, you expect full aural, <laughs> full listening cooperation from your interlocutor, but no fucking feedback. Please don't give me any suggestions. Absolutely no suggestions. Thank you very much. No. No. I don't, I don't want to know what you think. No. Or what you're taking that will help you. Only in the context of your story. Yes, you will have your moment. Yes. To talk about your insomnia. <laughs> exactly, and then we could just move on. All right. Um, other perfectionisms, okay, liquid perfectionism, that is another quest, which is just exhausting. Yes, the precise amount of liquid, any liquid, water, tea, coffee, alcohol, straight CBD, <laughs> the exact right amount of liquid to ingest in order to feel good, but not too good, awake, but not too awake, funny, but not too funny, relaxed, but not like floppy, almost there are you are you are you almost there have you almost got it right oh now you need to pee always need to pee do you know the other day i was really down to the bottom of my cbd so i actually chugged it out of the bottle yeah. as opposed to because i couldn't get the pipette you know pipette perfectionism is another one never let it be said you're not still a rock star <laughs> so rock and roll <laughs> swigging cbd from the bottle you know speaking of rock and roll what about journal perfectionism yes what you mean the actual physical notebook Yes. Is this the perfect journal for my best and brilliant thoughts? Or is this the best journal for this the perfect journal for your best and most brilliant thoughts? Does it have a soft cover? A4, a little bit smaller than that. A5. <laughs> Does it have a witty slogan or an inspirational quote on the front? Yeah, I mean you you have more stationery than WH Smith's and let you have yet you have failed to manifest anything at all. Anything to, hang on, maybe we're just manifesting oh. notebooks. <laughs> Dear God. Oh my god, it's exhausting. <laughs> Perfectionism is exhaustive. It's another stick in your famous cupboard of sticks yeah. that we can just pull out and beat ourselves with. Yeah, and it's, it's absurd. Like There is never going to be the perfect anything. I wish I could let go of that. 
all I this do. stuff and everything that's happened in the last year has just given me an unhealthy taste of what it might be like to completely retire from life. And a large part of me feels that it's the way forward because a lot of the time I feel 90. <laughs> I do. Emily and I were away last week um, on a writing retreat trying to get a new project off the ground, which we'll tell you about um, when we can. And, and, and we were sitting out working and it was early evening and, and I heard these teenagers sort of gently carousing, you know, just chatting really as they sort of, you know, zigzag down the street. And only five years ago, I would have thought, Shut up, teenagers carousing on the street. <laughs> and, and, and now I thought, ah, it's, it's the young people having a lovely time. <laughs> the, youth. the youth. They're so glowy. Um, also, it was 8.30 and we were actually in bed. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, do you know that um, ways in which I feel 90 include my love of a sturdy shoe? Well, when you say sturdy, full clarification, really you mean kind of orthopedic <laughs> slash ergonomic, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. clearly... I mean, Are we allowed to say remedial? Because that is what it no. is. No. Remedial shoe. I don't think we're allowed to say remedial. Okay, apologise to anyone who's um, offended by... I mean, we, obviously we haven't been able to walk any distance further than from a, 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 a doorstep to a car in high heels since our 20s. But I mean, I'd sort of thought that maybe a trainer or a sandal was enough. But no, look what happened to you. No, I thought a trainer would see me through the rough from now on. And actually, it's not true. Um, and I've got runner's heel, even though I don't run. And um, now I have got some incredible shoes from Fit Flop, which are basically like, they say they're like yoga in a in a shoe but honestly the comfort is insane and now there's just... always a problem with the foot isn't there whether it's a a, a runner's heel a, a bunion an ingrown toenail a a, a a sore sort of ball of your foot from all the walking 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 yeah all the walking 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 to walk, stave off the nervous breakdown which didn't quite happen but it, it, instead it caused a foot breakdown so now i've got now i've got orthopedic shoes i mean we really are 90 i heard myself saying to somebody a few days ago can i borrow your eyes <laughs> <laughs> Can I borrow your eyes? I was someone under the age of 30. Um, and I, because I, I, I couldn't find something. But what I also realised is it isn't my eyes. My eyes are fine. It's, it's more worrying than that. It's my brain. It's because I don't know where I've put anything ever. No, can't remember anything. I have to say it is my eyes because I actually heard myself say to someone the other day, get out of my light as I was trying to read something. Like, it was sort of, and um, I practically need like an interrogation lamp in order to read any document or the brightness on my Kindle is way up. I mean, it's just a joke. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> I have a head torch, <laughs> which I use to do my needlepoint, <laughs> said the 300-year-old woman. <laughs> I tell you another way I know I'm 90 is because I just have come to the conclusion that all politicians are idiots. <laughs> I mean, I'll take a side if pressed, like on election day, but I'm just sure they're all idiots. I used to get annoyed with my mother for just saying I'm sick of the lot of them. I thought it was apathetic and irresponsible, but I mean... They're all idiots, right? I know, you get to a point where, oh yeah, no, completely. And also what's, what's amazing is, is that you get to the point where not only you, do, are you worried that you're going to turn into your mother, you are actually your mother. Oh yes, that ship has sailed. I mean, it's just there. Um, and um, What about when it rains? Yes, Annabelle? I looked out this morning, I looked out the window this morning pouring with rain again. And when it, used, when it rained in the past, when I was young, I used to think, oh my hair, my hair has to go frizzy, has to go flat. This is, and now I just think, oh, that'll be good for the garden. I know you actually walked it out in like torrential weather the other day. I mean, I mean the apocalyptic sort of King Lear downpour and I just thought, you know, this will be good for the garden and possibly for my sanity. In fact, it was um, <laughs> possibly good for the garden, but no good at all for my sanity. Um, the other thing that is really depressing me is the fact that I 
technology is now escaping you. Do you remember when we used to be on top of all that sort of technology stuff? Now, for some reason, I'm always like on mute in Zoom to the kind of hysteria of all the people under 30 in, in the meetings that I go to. And I'm thinking, oh God, how's this happened? Also, I'm always the last to leave. So the last thing you see ever on a Zoom meeting is my face going, ah! What, scrambling like a, around, for, scrambling leave around for the leave button. I've got my finger hovering over the leave button for the entire meeting. Basically, you 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 just want an ejector seat for life. Yes, yes, I do. I wouldn't have to walk away from anybody. In fact, it would be I, I just wouldn't be there anymore. Poof. <laughs> oh my god. I would have gone home to watch telly. I mean, we watch all of the telly, but because we're ninety, can't remember any of the plots. I mean, The Undoing, Unforgotten, Mayor of Easttown. It's all just very murdery, and it's there seems to be quite a lot of Nicole Kidman. And also, I always Google the plot so I don't get any nasty surprises. So do you actually know... See, I'm terrified to have a conversation about television now just in case I, like, give away a major spoiler. Oh, I don't care. I'm see, I'm, I will not look at anything. But what I then do is, once the series is finished, I go deep down into... And I go, oh, that's where that person's from. Or, oh, I remember him when he was in... You know, that kind of thing. I remember her. Yeah, but I... It's what you do with your evenings. <laughs> so What exciting. I do with my evenings is I go online and I shop to add to my collection of hospital nighties. <laughs> I realise I'm not shopping for nightwear for sex anymore. I'm shopping for nightwear for impending hospital stays because, you know, something, there's stuff in the post, right? I'm particularly worried at the moment about falling down the stairs. Oh, you, oh my God. I'm wandering around in a Victorian kind of nightie at the moment. It's abs- well, not actually right now, but it is, and it is, there's something very reassuring about knowing that you can take this from bed to hospital without Like worrying. a large pant. <laughs> oh, my God, the pants. Just when we thought pants couldn't get any bigger... They got bigger. They got bigger. I mean, the more... Ma- I really want a pant that goes from basically my knees to my neck. A full body pant? Yeah, why not? Ideal, right? Yeah. Just to cover all the oldness. I feel like even my earlobes are old. Oh, my God. Tat- my tattoos, which I thought represented how sort of hip I was going to remain for the rest of my life, are now literally wrinkly. Wrinkly and crinkly. Yeah, exactly. So dislocated hip. Um, I have, this is now a competition to see who's older. I have a pillbox with a section for each day of the week, but I can't close the lids of the pillbox because there are so many pills, supplements, that they're flowing out of each section. I mean, I've got eight in this little pot here. I've already taken about 12. Why are pills so big? Oh my God, they're so big. Also, you know, if you get it if you get the angle wrong, you take one of those things and it, and it lodges itself like perpendicular to your... Sort your of throat. just above your sternum and then it releases oh. little puffs of toxic dust throughout the day. They're so huge. If I, get a, if I get a pill lodged in my, you know, down at the top of my chest, I can't be normal until it's gone. <laughs> well, relatively <laughs> normal, obviously. Like, yeah. I love that. I love the idea that we can ever be normal again. Well, I've started to base myself in bed. Well... That's the bed the... is where the magic doesn't happen, right? <laughs> it's my office, it's my solace. It's, it's just, why would I ever, ever be anywhere else? I know, but also most of the time I just can't be bothered to talk anymore. No, I sort of slightly feel like maybe I've said everything I have to say in this life. <laughs> also, everything is too long. Sorry, this is like a prime indication. I sound again like my mother, God bless her. Um, but, you know, it's all like, how is, how is this? How is the movie too long? How is the television program too long now, does anyone else believe to their absolute core that one hour and 30 minutes is the optimum length for a film and anything else is madness yeah madness who commissions anything beyond like 
anything longer than and that. you know what a clock watcher i am so however good it is as soon as it starts ticking over the 90 minute sweet spot i'm sweating and panicking and then i just start to question anything you know why am i like this why are they like this is this is this supposed to be good am i the problem <laughs> i mean clearly I am, the <laughs> am i the problem i know are we the problem annabelle well just then you know the credits start to roll on our existential crises you know books that are over 400 pages series that have more than six seasons it's i just find myself well someone goes how was it i go well it went on a bit <laughs> dinners lunches exercise classes too long this podcast too long too long i think it's time thank you for We're listening everybody bye see you soon you've been listening to annabelle rifkin and emily mcmeekin of the middle our book i'm absolutely fine is out now If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. And just a reminder, because who remembers anything? Readly is offering you two months free if you sign up today using our link, readly.com forward slash the mid-alt. And we'll just leave you with this thought. Just because something's a problem doesn't mean it's your problem. Listold.